get better at thinking about capital welcome to the hansa podcast a knowledge base for small and medium sized businesses about growth and sustainability in today's podcast you learn about the different needs for capital and how to best address them you'll also learn several tips on how you can be more efficient with capital allocation the biggest learning in the podcast is from the common mistakes that businesses make when dealing with capital i'm sunil regular me and my partner mr trinath babu work closely with growth businesses in india and we realized that the main reason holding back many companies from reaching their next level of growth is knowledge through this podcast we'd like to address that and also spread the message about sustainability the detailed notes of this podcast are available at our website hansapartners.in/podcast today we'll be discussing about capital decisions in companies and the common mistakes that companies make to structure this topic we look at the main reasons why companies look for capital and in each of those situations we'll share with you the lessons we have learned there are three reasons why small and medium enterprises need capital one to support growth two to resolve ownership matters and three turning around distress situations there are eight sources of capital first is debt from banks second is debt from other lenders third shareholder loans fourth mezzanine debt this is a higher interest rate uh, debt with equity like um, instruments in it fifth equity from shareholders sixth equity from friends and family seventh equity from private equity and eighth equity from an ipo So there are eight sources of capital. We'll do a more detailed uh, podcast on the sources of capital later. First, let's look at growth capital. Within growth, there are different reasons why companies need uh, capital and we have identified six reasons. First is to fund working capital. Second is to increase capacity, which is setting up factories, offices, stores. Third is sales and marketing you want to add more sales people or do more marketing campaigns fourth international growth fifth new product development and sixth acquisitions let's look at each of the six in detail and share some of our observations in companies working capital is mainly used to fund receivables and inventory funding of working capital is a constant struggle for companies Some of our observations are that the best source of funding working capital is debt from banks. It's the cheapest source of capital. There are various types of instruments with banks to fund working capital. Some are fund based like working capital limits and some are non-fund based like letters of credit and bank guarantees. As your business grows, secure more working capital from the banks. In India most banks require security even for working capital At some point lack of security becomes a constraint to get access 
to more funding from banks there are many companies that approach us at this point in time when they are not able to get more working capital from banks in most commodity businesses the more working capital you can get the more you can grow this is what we have seen in many companies that are approaching us they have been securing contracts just because they are able to fund the working capital soon they realize that most of their receivables are of poor quality and inventory is obsolete and the company then is in trouble this is not a theoretical scenario this is an actual case we recently reviewed you can use third party consultants for raising working capital from banks but be very involved especially in validating the critical assumptions we know of a company that where the accounting team was having discussions with the with the banks the owners never get to understand the bank's criteria for dispersing loans and never take time to build relationship with the bank negotiating with the owners or the ceo gives the bank a very different level of uh, confidence so be very involved that's our third input to you when it comes to working capital the fourth one is hire a good cfo in most companies the biggest talent gap is in the accounts department reasons are understandable well qualified cfos are difficult to find and they cost a lot but it's worth the effort the cfo's salary cost can be justified by the savings from working capital and other cost savings don't fund working capital with equity equity is very expensive and use equity for initiatives like investing in sales and marketing and new product development most smes tie up so much of their capital in working capital that there is very little left for investing in sales and new product development and and r&d and they remain underinvested second reason why you need growth capital is increasing capacity setting up a new factory or an office or a store banks are open to lending to such initiatives through term loans but in most cases they require a security or a collateral if the owners reach a limit with the collaterals getting such loans become a challenge equity options can then be explored some of our observations here are one be very involved in creating the business case for your expansion plan and test all the critical assumptions just around the city where we are based there are several projects where land was acquired factory was built and commissioned but there was not a day of production that happened because the project plan was faulty use third party consultants to build project plans but be involved in validating the critical assumptions second is evaluate make versus buy if there is sufficient capacity in the market then outsource the production to third parties we recently reviewed a plan where someone wanted to set up a battery plant on discussions with a few sector experts we realized that there were at least 10 to 15 such projects being initiated by large companies third is expand in small stages design projects where capacity can be increased in stages this will minimize the upfront funding needs and also reduce the risks of any project delays or faulty assumptions we looked at a case recently where the company wanted to increase its capacity by 5 times our suggestion 
to that company was to expand more gradually and also in different locations, not just in one location, because logistic costs played a very important role in that sector. In the next three growth needs, which are sales and marketing, international growth, and investing in new product development, banks usually are not very open to lending to such initiatives. They can, but usually they're not very open. It's best to fund such initiatives with operating cash flows. And if that's not sufficient, then shareholder debt. Or finally, equity. Some tips here are one, secure your existing cash flows. We worked on a case recently where aggressive growth plans were prepared and the focus of the senior management shifted to supporting the new initiatives. Soon the sales from the core business started declining and there were liquidity issues. Second, constraints usually here are people and not capital. Professionalizing the sales team or securing a sales team in other countries is very challenging because most SMEs struggle to find good talent. Usually, they approach such growth plans through partnerships. Third input here is control is very important. Before embarking on an aggressive growth plan, have the necessary controls in place. This includes cost controls and also the ability to measure profitability from each initiative on a monthly basis. In most SMEs, the OPEX is lumped into one single bucket. And if you want to see the profitability of the new initiatives, there's no way of doing that. Private equity can be a good source if the scalability is proven. If it is an unproven area or product, it's best to go slow pilot tested using operating cash flows, raising a lot of external capital to enter into a new and unproven areas is not as advisable. The last and the sixth option why capital is required for growth is to make acquisitions. In case of SMEs, most owners are thinking about organic growth. Acquisition is almost never in the plan. We have seen SMEs making small acquisitions, which are mostly distressed sales by people they know. Banks are most likely not going to fund such transactions. Equity can be a good source of capital to fund acquisitions. More than capital, most investors come with M&A experience. So in addition to capital, also use their experience to structure the transaction and plan for post-acquisition integration with them. We have covered the growth capital needs of companies on how they should think about it and how they should fund them. Next, let's look at capital needed to resolve ownership issues. Sometimes an inefficient ownership structure is the bottleneck for growth. We have identified four such scenarios where you'll need to resolve an ownership situation. First is you have a shareholder who wants to sell his stake. Second, there is a generational change in the company. Third, current owners want to sell 100% of the company. These are called buyouts. Fourth, current management team wants to become owners of the company. We don't see such cases often in India. Some of the observations here are, in one of the companies, an existing shareholder wanted to uh, sell his stake. He was a passive shareholder. The current owners were willing to buy the stake because it was a small amount but they valued the company very low. 
don't do that always get a fair market valuation done for the company and do transactions because the valuation at which you have done that particular transaction becomes a precedence for subsequent transactions we're currently working on a generational change case where the father wants to dilute a small stake in the company and use that as his retirement fund and leave the rest of the company to the children we don't see many such um, um, many such cases most of the times generational change involves children taking over the entire um, entire company if you want to sell a company 100% it usually takes a little time to prepare the company for that build a good management team in the company we looked at a majority stake case where the factory was completely underinvested there was no middle management employee morale was very low you can only find distressed buyers for such assets most reputed investment banks will do a good job at raising equity in resolving ownership uh, matters uh, but keep your valuation expectations realistic we recently saw a case where um, the sales was uh, 3 million usd and the company was valued at 100 million now if there are investment bankers who are setting such valuation expectations it's better to avoid such advisors don't go for an ipo too early we have reviewed several cases that have filed for ipos but they were not really ready for uh, an ipo build a scalable business model and organization and a governance model that's working before you file for an ipo finally let's speak about turn around situations there are hundreds of companies in india which are currently in distress turn around situations arise when a company was growing aggressively took on a lot of debt to fund that but due to some external or internal reasons the growth plans did not materialize and the company was left with too much debt burden and is now struggling to service that real estate power infrastructure sectors in india are full of such companies There's a new law in place in India called the bankruptcy law for quick resolution of such cases but having reviewed about 10 distressed cases in the last year here are our inputs to business owners for companies that are currently healthy there are several lessons that you can learn by looking at companies in distress first is about cyclicality if you are in a cyclical business like infrastructure don't let the upward cycle fool you into taking on too much debt once the cycle turns you'll not be able to service the debt and the equity will then get wiped out most smes are not aware of the risks that come with cyclical cyclicality invest in financial control don't use them as process overheads you may be a small company so keep the processes light but keep tight control of your profitability and your working capital all the time don't bite more than what you can chew we looked at a company that was executing projects worth a few million dollars suddenly because of their long track record with such projects they took on one project worth a few hundred million the margin of error with cash flows in such projects is very less and then you get caught in the debt trap if things don't go as planned In case you're heading towards dis- distress there are a few things you can do one 
Look for distressed debt investors. Identify them early and create a win-win deal with such investors. Remember, the key is to survive. Second, show a sense of urgency. Cut costs aggressively, sell assets and repay your debts. We have looked at cases which have been in distressed situations for 5 to 8 years before the banks finally took them over. In case you are in distress and the bank has taken over your company, things are no longer in your hands. There are several participants in the process, the resolution professionals, the asset recovery companies, consortium of banks. The process is well defined, but what we have experienced is that it still takes a long time and gets complicated due to involvement of many parties. Most of the times, it's an opportunity for another industry player to take over the company. In this episode, we gave you a quick overview of the situations in which companies need capital and how they can address them. In the future episodes, we'll discuss some of these situations in more detail and also give you a more holistic approach to growth, which includes strategy, capital, execution, and impact. Thanks once again for listening to our podcast. If this episode has helped you in some way, please do leave a comment and share this episode with your friends. You can find the show notes for this podcast on our website, which is www.hansapartners.in slash podcast. There'll also be links to connect with us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Would be great to connect with you. And if you have any specific questions or feedback, do write to us and we'll try to respond to them. Thanks once again for listening to the Hansa podcast.